Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy. Been with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today we've got a great show for you. Like I always say, we've got Hudson Moore coming on. He's doing some great things out there, and we're excited to hear parts of his story and talk some music. So, Hudson, are you here? I'm here. Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to talk with y'all. It is oh, a pleasure to have you on. Yes. <laughs> now, I always try to this year start the show the same way. We're in a weird year. Hopefully next year I won't have to do this, but for now I have to do it. Um, how has COVID affected you, and what are you doing to maneuver through that? Well, I think, gosh, it's, I think it's affected everyone this year in a lot of ways. I think, uh, of course, the music industry has been crazy not being able to play shows like we normally do, and, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's just been really kind of a – tricky thing to navigate you know um but i do think for me you know it's been a silver lining because i've gotten to spend more time with my family and i've got mm-hmm. two little girls a three-year-old hadley and a, and a one-year-old harper so yeah. you know getting to hang out with them more has been been great but it's been tricky you know just not being able to <laughs> to play and see the fans and uh just trying to stay positive and find the silver lining in it and i've actually been putting out a little bit more music than i normally have so you know, just trying to keep my head above water and, and stay positive, just like everybody else. Yeah, that's like for us, you know, the silver hunting for us mm-hmm. came because we launched our show January 3rd of this year. And we thought, you know what, if we could just do 100 interviews first year, that would be a really great goal. That was kind of our plan, 100 interviews. And we thought, mm-hmm. you know what, there's probably not too many hosts can say that they've they done 100 interviews their first year. And then COVID happens. And yeah. I was – I told Sandy, you know what? This could be a silver lining for our show because um, all these artists need a place to talk, and we're going to give it to them. And because of that and because that we decided to take it to that next level, we have done almost 300 shows now, and he just got kicked off. There, but what, what, hey, there you are. <laughs> I am, but I heard you there. You guys have uh... – you guys have been crushing it. Sounds like you guys have just been doing tons of interviews, which is awesome. Yeah, we're at, we're at, I think you are number two sixty six for the year. Yeah, I think wow. that's right. Two sixty six. So now the goal is three hundred. That's not an easy thing to do. Well, we've been working it, and you know, but it's it's been fun, but it's also been okay. a lot of work. <laughs> and you yeah. know, yeah. I just heard your song, you know, because I, I like to – if I haven't heard the song before, usually I like to play it right before the show mm-hmm. so it's fresh in my mind. And I was like, oh, my God, that song is Sandy and Mine anthem right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad you like it, and I think that's part of the reason I wanted to put it out this year is, you know, mm-hmm. the song says it's been one hell of a year. Mm-hmm. We've been high, we've been low, and mm-hmm. on top of the yeah. mountains and down in the trenches, and I think – so many people can relate to that this year. You know, it's just been mm-hmm. such an unexpected yeah. year that nobody can prepare for. And so I'm, I'm really mm-hmm. hoping, uh, you know, people connect with that song. And later in the show, we'll actually be playing for everybody, which will be great. Yes, we will. <clears throat> so before we really awesome. dig into your story a little bit, I like to go a little light. So what, what are ho- some hobbies you like to do outside of music? You know, I love, uh, I grew up playing sports, so I love to get out and about anytime I can. And, uh, I'm pretty big into golf and tennis now, and uh, there's this new thing called pickleball. I don't know if you guys have heard it, but it's basically like a like a mix of ping pong and tennis, and that's been fun to play. 
<laughs> uh, just really anything outside, yeah. you know. I mean, music obviously mm-hmm. is my is my number one hobby uh, that sort yeah. of turned into a job. So I do find myself playing guitar and writing in my spare time, and I'm lucky that I, you know, I love what I get to do. So yeah. that's my sort mm-hmm. of number one hobby. But if I really just need to decompress and just get my head out of music, I just put the phone down and get outside and play with the girls or go, you know, like I said, go play yeah. golf or tennis and things like that. Yeah, we love to play disc golf. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we love disc golf. <laughs> That's a great one. <laughs> I remember a couple of years ago, I've seen people throwing these Frisbees at these things. Like, what are they doing? And I remember first time trying it with some buddies. I was like, oh, my God, I love this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's really fun. I used to live in Austin, Texas, and disc golf is huge there. People love to play disc golf. So I get it. It's really fun. <laughs> so what is something unusual about you that people don't know? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Mm, that they that they don't know. Um, I mean, I your hardcore fans may of, know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I love the History Channel. I love lately watching the Cooking Channel, something you might not know. It's kind of something I've gotten into more, uh, especially I don't spend a lot of time on TikTok, or at least I try not to. But one thing I really love is watching these chefs on TikTok and uh, learning, you know, new recipes and things like that. And I've tried to, like I said, I've tried to acquire some new skills over quarantine and uh, still by no means a great chef, but I've tried to uh, up my cooking game. So that's one thing I'm working on right now. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, so tell us a little bit of your backstory. Because, you know, we at, here at the Christmas Sandy Show, we like to um, know more about the person than just the artist, you know. And I believe that in this day and time, people want to know more about the person. So tell us a little bit of your backstory that got you to here. Sure. Yeah, so I grew up in Fort Worth, Texas, which is a small, medium-sized town uh, in Texas, about 600,000, and it's just west of Dallas. And I grew up just in an awesome family. I have two brothers. I'm the middle of two, uh, three brothers. Uh, my older brother, Tucker, is a year and a half older than me, and my younger brother, Preston, is two years younger than me. So we just grew up like thick as thieves. You know, God bless my parents for, for putting up with us and everything that we put them through. But uh, just come from a really strong, loving family, blessed to have two parents that are still together, uh, married over 30 years, and you know, just growing up in Texas, loving country music and mm-hmm. music in general. And Fort Worth just has such a great art scene and music scene. And, of course, we love football in Texas and Tex-Mex. <laughs> I just feel really blessed to uh, come from Texas, and I love it. I live in Nashville currently, but uh, yeah. just wouldn't have my childhood yeah. any other way. I'm a, I'm a 90s kid, so I got to experience, wor- you know, the world before social media and and I always I'm yeah. so thankful of that. Me and my wife talk about that mm-hmm. all the time, how we're so thankful that we got to grow up in a time, you know, without Instagram and Facebook. And, yep. You know, they're amazing tools, yeah. but there's nothing like unplugging. And it's just such a kind of like a romantic time in my head. Is our, you know, our time I'm glad there wasn't all that, all that when I was young. You know, I'm glad there wasn't all that when I was young. Who knows what the videos would be out there? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. <laughs> All I can think about is when you see these kids and there's cameras everywhere now. And I'm like, OMG, I would be um, in big trouble. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, there's so much more to to being an artist these days. You Mm. know, you you have to have the personality online and 
videos. I mean, you remember in the 90s, you listened to the radio, and you wouldn't even know what the person looked like. You just imagine it in your head. I wonder yeah. what this person looks like. Yeah. And then maybe you go to MTV, <laughs> and you might see a video that, you know, you get to see their face for the first time. But, yeah, it's just a different world now. Yeah, it definitely is that. So um, I like that. You know, a lot, a lot of people, they'll ask, when did you know you want to do music? But I like to go a little deeper than that. Um, I want to know what was the moment that it clicked that music could be a career for you? Yeah, well, I think I'm still waiting for it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. But I, I don't think there's one moment that really clicked. I think it's just knowing that I couldn't really see myself doing anything else. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, I have other things that I love to do and, that I could maybe pursue, but music is the only thing that I feel like fulfills me on a soul level. You know, I yeah. feel like I'm contributing to the world, whether or not you're making a million bucks, you know, a year mm-hmm. or whatever it is, it's like, you know, you're mm-hmm. contributing to the world. You're giving your gift, your, your true art that God's blessed me with. And it just feels like I'm on purpose, you know, when I'm making music. Um, but I do remember kind of a cool story, you know, I was 17. I didn't grow up, you know, in a band or anything mm. like that. I was kind of the kid on Garage Band, just layering on different instruments, <laughs> and we can get into that if you want. Um, but you know, I finally did my first acoustic show in my hometown mm. of Fort Worth, and mm-hmm. I remember it was just a simple door deal. It was like, hey, pay, pay five bucks to get in the door, and you know, if you bring <laughs> the crowd, you, you know, you make the money or whatever. And at the end of the day, actually, I was so naive. I didn't even go to get paid at the end of the night. I just left, and then I woke up the next day. <laughs> they actually owe me some yeah. money. So I go to the bar, and I'm like 17 years old. I go to the bar, and like, hey, you know, picking up my paycheck, and they hand me this envelope, you know, full of money. We had a pretty decent crowd, just of family and friends, you know, that just show up Mm -hmm. and support you. But uh, I think it was like 500 bucks, and at 17, I was like, oh, my God, I'm rich. This is awesome. (laughs) And so I think it was just the satisfaction of, you know, practicing, working hard, putting on a show, and then you finally get paid a little bit, and it's pretty special. Yeah, and I love where you were going there where it come out that you can only see yourself doing this because that leads perfectly into where I want this to go now. Um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie, but they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the tears, the struggles that it takes to get not just their level but to get at any career level within music. And I don't think it's talked about enough, and I always said we're going to talk about that side of it because nobody else does, but we will. I'm going to tell a quick story that will help guide us where I want this to go. But back in 2014, we interviewed Alice and Steele from Two Steel Girls, and I'll never forget an answer she gave me. On, I asked her what advice she would give an up-and-coming artist, and she said this is going to sound funny coming from someone full-time because at that time they were full-time with music. But she said, but if your heart – will allow you to do any if you can see yourself doing something else go do that and just keep music as a hobby she goes because the moment you want it to be a career everybody owns a piece of you then your friends and relatives never understand because they invite you to weddings to cookouts to holidays to to weekends but you know at the beginning of your career you're grinding to sucker out you know you're <clears throat> you can't say no to gigs and you sure don't want to be um, one of those artists that cancel gigs because there's all these people on the line. So friends and relatives never understand. Then your family has to, has to let you go. So they have to sacrifice. It's not just you. And then there's days where you just feel miserable, but you still got to get on that stage and smile and just play your heart out. 
But then she added, mm-hmm. but if your heart will not allow you to do anything else outside of music, if you can't see yourself doing anything else, then go all in. Because that's the only way that those kind of sacrifices could ever be worth it. What do you think of what she said? And let's talk about that side of it some. Yeah, I agree 100%. I really do. Because I just think there's too much disappointment and too many sacrifices that you have to endure that you just give up if you didn't love it. You know, and I heard Steve Jobs say the same thing. So many people want to be entrepreneurs. So many people want to be on the front of Rolling Stone or Forbes magazine or whatever. The people, the difference is the people who are successful are the ones who stick around longest. And the -hmm. only way you're going to persist is if you really love it. If you hate it, you're mm-hmm. going to go, ah, you know, screw this. I'm I'm going to work somewhere else or I'll get a day job. That's the only way you're going to endure. I mean, you guys know how hard it is to have a great podcast. You guys are yeah. doing it clearly because you love it. And I think that just goes yeah. for anybody. You know, it's it can't be about the money. You know, I think it's got to be about the art. Yeah. And then that will come when you're you're providing people value and you're, you know, you're doing great work. I think it's just part of the process. But I think yeah. life gives you these sort of humbling moments where it, you know, you've got to be humbled time and time again, and you've got to almost prove to the universe, to God, and that, you know, you're paying your dues. I just because every everybody thinks it's an overnight success, and <laughs> I'm not even talking about myself. I've got a long way to go. Yeah. I mean, you know, insert yeah. any star for the most part, 99.9% yep. of these guys have been grinding it out for 10 years and. Mm-hmm. No one's ever seen it, so I agree 100 percent with that. I think that's true. And you, you know, you're talking it. about the 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 grinding in all those years. Like, like that's like you know, even though we launched our show January 3rd, we've been around the music industry for like seven years. We've been in and out. Yeah. We even launched New Country Buzz for the first time back in 2014, and even got to interview Kelsey Ballerini back then before everybody knew who she was. <clears throat> um, so we've been around. Awesome. So it lo- although it looks like our show is like taken off, um, and like it's an overnight success. It's really it's been years of this. You know, we've you know, we just been putting in a lot of work this year like crazy, and yeah. mm-hmm. this this coming Monday we're going to have our biggest artist to date come on, which is Lee Bryce. Oh, that's great! Congratulations. Well, thanks. And, you know, it's, it's all that all that <laughs> persistence that that paid off. You know, you. You mm-hmm. couldn't get them on number episode number one, but episode number two hundred ninety eight or whatever it's going to be, you you got that person, and some people would have given up at two hundred ninety seven, you know. And, so, and, and you know, it's really cool. And and I love what what you said talking about the not giving up, outlasting it, because really that's what music is. Is there's so it many is. people doing it, and it's not that everybody's in competition with each other. That's not what even though people try to make it a competition, but it's really. Mm-hmm. That you have to outlast everybody because if you outlast everybody, then the cream will rise to the top over time. And I got a great story I love to tell with this part. Um, is um, there's two guys, they're in the woods, and there's a bear. And one guy jumps down tying his shoes to get, to get in the mud. And the other guy looks at him and says, um, Why are you putting your shoes on? You can't outrun that bear. And he looks up and says, I don't have to outrun the bear, I just got to outrun you. <laughs> and, 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 and it kind of ain't that and, and ain't that what success really is it's, it's like everybody's trying to chase the same dream and eventually some people will fall out and, and it's not that we want people to fall out 
but that's just life. It's going to happen. People, you know, like yeah. this year, yeah. this yeah. year is probably a gut check for a lot of artists. If you can make it through this year and by January still feel in your heart this is what you're supposed to do, you'll probably make it. But this year is making everybody mm-hmm. question. I agree 100%. You know, I've had days this year, and I think we all have, where, you know, you, some days you feel great and you feel inspired and you feel like, man, this is, mm-hmm. you know, you just feel on track. And other days mm-hmm. you're like, man, what am I doing? Am I, am I taking two steps backwards <laughs> here? And I think that's just part of being human and part of being, you know, an entrepreneur or a small business owner or whatever you are. It's, mm-hmm. You have those days, and you have to just persist, let it happen, get through it, and mm-hmm. keep going. And so I've just told myself, like, hey, just get through today. Like, go go for a walk. Go go work out. You'll get this. And, and Or just step away from the music, and it always – I never get tired of it, I, you know, for long periods of time. If, whenever mm-hmm. I step away from it and just really get that perspective, and I just I, – I keep coming back. And, and I think, you know, quarantine and COVID has just been such a challenging time that I think we owe ourselves some grace. You know, and yeah, and yeah. allow yourself those days to get through it, and and it's just such a strange time. You, I don't think you can make any huge rash decisions during this, you know, unprecedented yeah. time because things are gonna things are right. gonna get better. And some uh-huh. of us who are married got the benefit of when we're down, our spouse can say, "It's okay, we can do this together." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got an amazing wife. You know, I don't know. I, I probably would have given up if it weren't for her. Um, she's same here. She's been behind me a hundred percent and made some, you know, she's been a sounding board for me when I'm like, you know, Hey, should I give up or this and that, or, you know, Hey, should I do this? And she'll steer me in the right direction with songs. And you just need to put now an album. And cause you know, it's, it's been, mm-hmm. I've been an independent artist and I've never had that major yeah. label to kind of have that validation from the industry going, you're awesome. You're amazing. And you kind of have to, find that within yourself and she's been a huge part of just, you know, encouraging me and, and being, you know, my backbone. You know, I remember a few years ago listening to Stephen Furtick of Elevation Church preach a message. And I remember him talking about sometimes you just got to preach to yourself. <laughs> and that reminded yeah. me of that when you said that. Oh, yeah. you, really do. you just got to be your best, like, your best encourager. You really do, because yeah. you know if you don't if you don't love you, I don't think anyone else is gonna love you. You know you gotta believe <laughs> in you. And when you're on stage mm-hmm. singing a song, if you don't believe it, no one in the crowd is gonna believe it. And so that's so true. Mm-hmm. You gotta be your number one fan, of course, in a humble way. It just means yeah. you know yeah. have that self self assurance and, and give yourself you know love yourself. That way you can spread joy to other people. Because if you don't have it within you, you can't share it with others. And so it really starts with getting right with you. Because you can't give what you don't have. Exactly. So now that we talked a little bit about the sacrifice side, let's flip the script and go the other way and talk about the glory side. When you look at your career so far, what are a few moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Yeah, well, you know, I think it all, it's for me, you know, there might be things that on paper don't sound like they're amazing, but. Yeah, it's like the little things, like the first time when you're 16 and I went to go record my my first song with a full band and I I put on the headphones oh, wow. and I heard a bass and drummer play. It just it was that magic moment. You know those first times you get to experience things mm-hmm. that it almost doesn't matter how yeah. big or small mm-hmm. it is. It's the first time yeah. and it it gives you that magic feeling. That's one. Um, 
I'm getting chills now just thinking about playing at Austin City Limits uh, with Pat Green, one of my heroes growing up in Texas. He was like the guy. And he, you know, invited me on his East Coast tour, and we would hang out on the bus afterwards, and we became friends, and he would give me advice, and I'd get to go up and sing Wave on Wave with him at the end, you know, in the end of every show. And just those moments that, I don't know, a lot of them were on stage, just connecting with people, that real connection. Um, playing, playing Austin City ACL Festival was a huge one. That was a dream that I really never had. It just mm-hmm. uh, kind of came, and that was in 2011. I was 21 mm-hmm. in college, and it was, you know, I was watching the Black Keys and these huge artists at this festival, and then the next year I'm playing at it. And, wow. You know, op- opening up for his easy top and getting to see Billy Gibbons wow. in the green room, getting his lunch. <laughs> it's just like, man, what is going on? This is cool. You know, it's kind of a little bit of an out-of-body experience. And it doesn't really feel real sometimes till afterwards. Yeah, and but we there, get what there, you're saying. So like, we get exactly what you're mm-hmm. saying. Cause like, um, like the very, I remember the very first show we did, January 3rd. We uh, interviewed two people. We interviewed – um. Ashlyn Grace and Ava Page. And I remember when we got off the show, I was like, I know what I'm supposed to do. I knew immediately, this, I can't quit. And because I've quit many things in my life, I was like, I, I just knew that this was it. This, this was what Sandy and I were supposed to do. And then to fast forward to now, the other day, you know, one of our like idols that we, that we loved back in the 90s. Um, Terry McBride. It's oh, so, yeah. It was so mm-hmm. surreal that yesterday, yesterday or day before, whatever day it was, we um, mm-hmm. were face to face on a video yeah. interview with him, interviewing him for a second time. Wow. Yeah. <clears throat> and it's like moments like that, like you said, you can't take that away. You know, nobody can take these moments away from us, just like nobody can take those moments away from you. You lived them. Right. It's just little no matter how big or small that you know on paper they might not seem ama- you know you could you could have a sold out show for a thousand you know 10,000 people and I'm sure that's incredible. But mm-hmm. you you're going to remember the first time you recorded your first song or or it's just those first moments that you can't ever get back mm-hmm. that they're so special mm-hmm. when they happen that I think yeah. are really going to stick with me and and honestly that goes back to the mm-hmm. whole conversation that we can get into as well is uh, you have to love the journey, you know. We all have yeah. these huge goals, but when you hit mm-hmm. that goal, you're immediately going to set another goal. And so, mm-hmm. if you're not enjoying yourself, and I struggle with this, you know, I'm I'm mm-hmm. human too. But if you don't enjoy the process and get into the goal, then what's the point? You know, you've got to you've got to love it because at the end of the day, it's those little moments in life that I think we really remember. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, yeah. talking about that, and then I've said this many times too to people is if you don't enjoy the journey, then when you finally get to that designation, so to speak, it's, it's, it's not going to be the same. It's not, you're not going to be fulfilled when you get there because you have not enjoyed the journey. It, it, it's, it's every little moment Absolutely. that you have every little day that happens, good and bad, that makes those big moments such worthwhile things. Absolutely. I've got joy, the joys in the journey right above my toilet in my bathroom. <laughs> Literally, there's a, a framed photo. I love that. And, you know, it's like a guy moves into – he's had roommates for five years, and he moves into his own apartment. It's a studio apartment. Mm-hmm. 
you know, and he's immediately wanted to get into a house. It's like, well, remember the time that you all you wanted was to have your own apartment. And so you've <laughs> got to realize, you know, the things you have now are the things you once wanted. And so learn to appreciate what yeah. you have now, but all you can also want more. That's okay. Yeah. But we've got to, you know, as humans, just appreciate what we have as well. And you know, I catch myself doing that too. Like, uh, like uh, we, the we we booked Lee Bryce for Monday, and I remember a couple of days later, I'm sitting there like, okay, um, we need to go bigger now. And and, and, and sometimes <laughs> yep, I forget yep. that you know we have done more than most people. We, I mean, before January third, we knew nothing about podcasts, nothing. Nothing. We've never done anything like this. I mean, I mean, we interviewed. I mean, I interviewed, like I said, Kelsey Ballerini and a few other people back 2014. But it wasn't podcast. That was I. I inter- we interviewed them, and then I wrote it out. I will never mm-hmm. do that again. I will never transcribe oh, interview. Oh, wow. I quit back then. I because you know I didn't have technology yeah. like like this now. Um, I quit. Mm-hmm. We quit. The industry at that time, I just couldn't do it. No, it was just too much. And you know, mm-hmm. and when the show's not making money yet, you know, the website, it was like that's on us. So it was like we kind of backed away, and I was like, oh, that's just too much. And and but it, you know mm-hmm. what? It ate me alive for three years. You know, because we backed away October 2015, and I even let go of the domain New Country Buzz. And every six months, I would look it up, rebought it yet. Not, nobody's re- By the end of 2018, I told Sandy, I was like, this is eating me alive. We've got to relaunch and finish what we started. Little did we know it was going to lead into the Chris and Sandy show, and here we are. Can't imagine yeah. anything else now. Yes, wow. we love it. Wow, yeah, that's <laughs> huge. To get to get Lee Bryce in one year, I mean, he's a, he just had a number one song, and it's probably his 12th number one. I mean, that's that's commendable. Congrats to you guys. That's awesome. Well, thanks. Well, and thank and because we're – here's another cool thing that happened recently. Because we're not um, – we're mostly – I mean, we're probably 90% music, but we do bring other people in the entertainment industry on too. And we recently got to interview the legendary actor, um, Ed Asner. Mm. I don't know now if I'm familiar with that. I, I probably should I mean, be. <laughs> He's done a lot, he was part of he was in the Mary Tyler show and all that back Tyler back years ago. Show. Yeah, yeah, that was that, that was what made him really awesome. famous. But that show was huge. <laughs> but he's done yeah. a lot of big thing, and he's like ninety years old, and he was on all podcasts. Yeah. Oh well, well you're going to expose him to a lot of new people, I'm sure, because I'm sure your audience is young, middle aged, <laughs> old, all over the place. But you <laughs> know, really great. again, it's it's one of them things where, like you said. Um, you have to enjoy the the little moments because when you enjoy oh, the yeah. little moments, when the big moments come, because you don't, you're not gonna. I mean, we're not gonna interview people like Ed and Lee Bryce and eventually Carrie and Blake and all of them. That's just not. That'll never happen on a daily basis, which we don't want it to happen on a daily basis because we're still a rising um, star show. We, you know, we don't. We want it to still be focused mostly on up and coming artists. By eighty percent yeah. or so, um, mm-hmm. but it's nice to where, as long as we're enjoying all the little moments, it, it makes those big, yeah. big moments so much more valuable. I it agree. Does. I think, I think life has an interesting way. If you're on the right path, it'll give you these little nuggets of success that you get to taste. Mm-hmm. That it makes you want more. You mm-hmm. know, 
like <laughs> I had one weekend I got to go travel in a in a bus and you know I'm in a sprinter uh-huh. van still which is a really nice van um but it's those little moments where you get to play these huge arenas for example mm-hmm. and you're yeah. like man I want to yeah. headline this one day even though I'm in <laughs> clubs right now I get to I get to taste this piece of yeah. success and I think just visualizing mm-hmm. it and getting a piece of it it makes you you know, gives you a glimpse of something that that could be, you know, your 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 new normal. And so I think exactly. life is an interesting way of giving you these little bits of success that keep you going. I love that. I love that attitude. And you know, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to play, come back and play your song. I got you. How's that sound? Sounds great. All right, hang on the line. Hey everyone, we have partnered with another great podcast called the Sports Guys Podcast. You can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. The Sports Guys Podcast is a sports and country music podcast hosted by Brandon, Nick, and Andy. They cover sports on a state, regional, and national level with many of the biggest names in the sports industry. The Sports Guys also host a Backstage Pass music segment where they go behind the scenes and talk with some of the biggest artists in country music, everything from Texas country, Americana, as well as Nashville artists. The Backstage Pass provides a more in-depth look at the musicians' rise in music as they talk about their career and tell stories about their music to share with their fans. Many of the same guests will be appearing on our show as well. Again, you can find them over at thesportsguyspodcast.com. It's a grand slam of sports and music. Please go over and check them out. It's been one hell of a year. We've had a fair share of almost Somehow we're both still here So you find a way to make things good again Cause we've been high, we've been low Everywhere you can go We've been down in the trenches On top of the mountains Ain't nothing I can't do As long as I got you I got you by my side Got you with me every day and night I got you on my mind Got you in my heart There's nothing I can't do As long as I got you As long as I got you Feel like I can take on the world Without a queen like you I wouldn't feel like a king We might not have it all, girl But with you I have everything Cause we've been high, we've been low Everywhere you on top of the mountains Ain't nothing I can't do As long as I got you
can be As long as I got you, I got all I need When I got your love, I got all I need I got you by my Just love that song. Yes, great song. Love it. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> that really is an anthem. So tell us about the song itself. Yeah, well, I'm super proud of it. Um, I think it's pretty different sonically for me. And, you know, I just had so much fun creating it. I got to play all the guitars on the record and play bass on this one, which is something I sometimes do but don't normally do. Um, and I, got, I co-wrote that one with Lindsey Jackson, who co-produced it with me, Emma White and Devin Barker. And oh, wow. I remember it was probably last year before quarantine that we wrote it, and it was just kind of sitting around in demo form. And I was like, you know, as soon as this quarantine happened, the lyrics just spoke to me even more. And I was like, hey, oh, wow. we got to get in the studio and finish this thing and put it out. And so it comes out this Friday by the time, well, we're live. So, yeah, it'll be out this Friday, November 13th. And I'm so excited for it. Hope your hope your listeners love it. That is really awesome. Now, as you know, yeah. a lot of people they see <coughs> the artists, but they don't see the PR people, the producers, the managers. They don't see the team that makes them. And we both know that without a team, you can't do what you do. And I don't care if it's a team of one person or a team of 300, like Justin Bieber has. A team is a team. And I don't think they get enough love out there. So I always like to give the artists a couple minutes to kind of talk about the team. So if you want to tell us a little bit about the team that makes you who you are. Yeah, we know that's interesting uh, because I haven't had that consistent manager throughout my career. I've had periods of time mm-hmm. where I've had to manage myself. Oh, wow. And, you know, it goes back to kind of being an entrepreneur and just looking yourself in the eye and getting it done and, and I've had times mm-hmm. where I didn't have a booking agent, and I had to, you know, book the entire tour and do the promotion mm-hmm. and graphic design. Mm-hmm. And so, honestly, the the person who's been there since the beginning of this all, honestly, has been my wife. And so, wow. she for me, she's been that one team member that, mm-hmm. as people come, they go, or they're not interested, and they don't believe in you. She's been that person for me that's always, always believed in me, and she's always been there. And fortunately, this year I did team up with the management team, which I really love. And, uh, you know, proud of that. That's been a godsend because as things get bigger and pick up, you know, you only have so much time. And for me, I want exactly. to be as creative as possible. You know, you're never going to get that 100% time where you just get to be creative. You've got to, you know, put your business hat on sometimes as an mm-hmm. independent artist. But, you know, my, my recent team, which came on uh, actually at the start of COVID, they've been great. So uh, shout out to them. And they know who they are. And, uh yeah, I'm excited to see where the future leads, but honestly, my wife, I've got to give her the most credit and the most love because she's just been there with me throughout it all. I love that. I love marriages that are like that because that's how Sandy and I are. Without her, I couldn't yeah. do what I do. Um, oh. <clears throat> she's been my rock. 
she's been my strength when I was weak. <laughs> you know, yes, sir. So it's like you know, so we're a team, and and, and we kind of have a third co-host ourselves. We got our yes, eight-year-old little boy uh-huh. that we always let come on the show and ask one question. So Sandy's going to get him on real quick. And then we've got a twenty-month-old oh, little daughter. When she gets older, we plug it her in too, because <laughs> we are a family of their show. Wow, there you go. I love it. <laughs> and what's funny is because we're a family affair show, we created the whole media name, Family Affair Media. I love that. <clears throat> Just trying to keep okay, it in the family I've got here. Christopher here. Yep, he's ready with his question. Awesome. Hey, Christopher. Hi, hi, Hudson. How are you, man? What's your favorite food? Oh gosh, that's a hard one. Hmm. <laughs> What's my favorite food? Probably Mexican food. I love tacos. Anything? Breakfast tacos, street tacos, brisket tacos. Uh, I can honestly eat tacos three times a day and never get tired of them. That's just the <laughs> Texas in me. How about you? What's your favorite food? Pizza. Oh yeah. I doesn't love pizza. I mean, come on. Probably the God's gift <laughs> man right there is pizza. In fact, we're having pizza tonight. <laughs> there, there you go. Well, hey, uh, Christopher, what what grade are you in? Uh, I'm in third grade. Third grade. How's school been this year for you? Are you doing Zoom classes? Uh, I'm home school. Okay. Well, there you go. You don't need a Zoom. <laughs> and what's how, what's how are your parents doing? Are they are they uh, are they uh, teaching you a lot? Yes. <laughs> good, good. We hope okay. so. Good to hear. <laughs> Bye, Thanks for the question. I really appreciate it. you have any other questions? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> hey, Thank you. Bye, welcome. He, he comes and goes quick. He does. And see, like, we do video interviews, too, and he really loves the video ones because you can see the people. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. I love it. <clears throat> so, um, if you could co-write with any person, dead or alive, who would it be, and what would you want to write about? Oh my gosh! Wow, that's a great <laughs> question. You know, that's impossible. Okay, can we do? Uh, <laughs> how about how about we do one dead, one, one alive? Perfect. Okay. Gosh. Who would I want to co-write with? There's so many different factors because when I think of co-writing, I think of lyrics and song versus that mm-hmm. would be different from who would you want to jam with. If I had to jam with someone, I'd probably jam with B.B. King or Stevie Ray Vaughan. I'm a huge guitar yeah. player and blues nerd, so I'll just throw that one out there. But just as a songwriter, I mean, gosh, John Lennon is hard to compete with, I think. John Lennon, as far as songwriters mm-hmm. who are no longer with us. Nice. Uh, maybe, oh, my gosh, Tom Petty, though. There's Tom Petty. Oh yes. This is an impossible Maybe. question. It really it really is an impossible <laughs> question. Um, who who would I want to co write with now? I would love to co write with John Mayer. John Mayer doesn't really co write though. He writes a lot by himself. I'm not sure that he'd like that. Maybe Chris yeah. Stapleton? That'd be a cool Chris one. Stapleton would be a great one. I've probably given you about eight names, so I didn't really answer the question, but <laughs> there's a few. <laughs> So this past February made the five-year anniversary that we asked Kelsey Ballerini where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the artist that exact same question because um, 
so they can kind of think about this. Because the answer she gave us five years ago is almost the T of the life she's living now. So she had that vision. She knew where she was going. And always, so knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? Oh, that's a great question. Well, currently we're in Nashville, Tennessee. That's where we live. Uh, hopefully in five years I can bring my family back to Texas where their heart is and we can just have the you know financial freedom that we can live wherever we want in the career that uh, we can be wherever. So I'd love to be back in Texas and have the ability to live here and there and go wherever and uh, you know, have a thriving artist career. I can go tour, and then I, I can have, you know, a thriving songwriter career as well. I'd love to have cuts with artists who, you know, the, the songs that aren't for me, maybe I can have some big cuts in radio, and also uh, my sync career hopefully will continue to just take off, and I'd love to have some songs and, you know, big commercials and campaigns because that's a totally different kind of creative muscle that is different from songwriting for me is when I write for TV and film, so... I'd love to just balance those three things, you know, get my family back to Texas, but also have a great career touring and putting out music to, to my fans and getting to play shows. And hopefully we'll be in the bus by then. Let's say that. Let's have a nice <laughs> bus, nice tour bus. Yeah. Retire the Sprinter van. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want, want to put any awards into the category. I mean, I've always, for some reason, just had this dream of getting a Grammy, but that's it's just, you know, I'm going to be happy regardless of whether that ever happens. That would just be the icing on the cake. Um, but, you know, it's not about the awards. I hope I'm just happy doing whatever I'm doing <laughs> and still loving music and just have a have a great fan base that can uh, come out and see the shows. I love that. <clears throat> now, let's say that you look 10 years, 15 years down the road, and you're a success on whatever that looks like. You're a success on a grand scale. If the person you are today – could meet your future successful self, what would you remind him? Hmm. If I could currently meet my future self, what would I remind my future self? Yeah. I want to yeah. make sure I understand the question. And your future self is successful. Yeah. Very successful. I would just make sure I'm still having fun and not taking life too seriously. I think the older we get, sometimes we lose that inner inner child that loves mm-hmm. to joke around and laugh and yeah. enjoy the little things. And I think, you know, you get older and wiser sometimes, or maybe you don't, maybe, maybe you lose the wisdom. Maybe the kids are the ones who are, who are wiser <laughs> than us. I feel like I, I learned so much from my kids just watching how they love life and mm-hmm. smile and have that joy. And I just hope, you know, I would tell that, you know, future me just have fun, you know, life is short, yeah. love people, love yourself. Um, Keep doing what you're doing. Be be kind to those around you. Make sure I haven't lost yeah. myself, and you know, keep my faith, and uh, just hope you're still laughing, having fun, and enjoying life. Not taking it all too seriously. Really great answer. Um, so, <clears throat> let's say you had a friend of yours, and you heard him or her sing, and they've got something special. As Simon Cowell would say, that it, they got that it factor. But they've only played 40 or 50 shows so far, so they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side. But they've gotten on stage, and they got what every artist says, that stage bug where they look over the crowd. The crowd roars for them, and they know they're in the right place, and they come to you, and they say, I know I'm supposed to do this with the rest of my life. What advice would you give that specific person to kind of help guide them the next couple years? Hmm. 
Well, I would figure out what their goals are. You know, do you want to be an artist? Do you want to be a songwriter? Do you want to be a wedding singer? Because, by the way, there's a lot of wedding singers who do great. They did playing cover bands <laughs> and they sing other people's songs. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. not every everybody there's a lot of great singers out there, but being an artist is totally different. You know, can you write songs? Yeah. Do you can you write songs that people want to hear? Uh, there's a difference between someone who's a good singer and mm-hmm. a good performer versus a good artist. An artist does it yeah. all. Yeah. Um, and so I'd figure out who they are. You know, what are their strengths? What do they need to work on? Do you need to work on your singing? Do you need to work on your songwriting? Do you need to work on your your look? I mean, there's so many things to it. Um, mm-hmm. But I would just figure out what their individual goals are and try to steer them in the right direction because I think they're totally different paths, whether you want to be a songwriter yeah. Or whether you want to be an artist, I think if they wanted to be an artist, I would just say write a million songs. You know, get all the bad songs out of the way. Don't be afraid to write bad songs because some of the songs I thought were amazing five years ago, I look back now and go, eh, it's okay. You know, because you know, Love that. people hear it all the time. If there's any artist listening, you know, they've probably heard the the phrase, "It's good, not great." And like, we, we, you got to be great. And so, get the good songs out of the way. Keep writing. Keep trying. Because uh, it's just a numbers game. You know, I think the more shows you play, the better you're going to get, the more comfortable you're going to get, the more interviews you do, you know, the, the better you'll do at that. The more you get in the studio, the more comfortable you'll, you'll, you'll be yeah. singing and playing and everything while the red light's on. I mean, it's just, you know, the, the bug is the yeah, easy exactly. part. That's, that's when you get started. The hard part is to continue to work at it uh, day after day and stay motivated and, you know, mm-hmm. like you said, keep persisting. I love that. Back to the very first thing you said, I just make sure they really loved it and let them know, yeah. you know, it's going to be a tough journey, but if you really love <laughs> it, you, you can do it. I definitely love that. So as we come to a close here, um, tell everybody how they can reach out to you. Yeah, you can find me on social media. Just search Hudson Moore on Spotify, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Instagram is my personal favorite at the moment. Yeah. Um, I'm on TikTok as well. Give me a follow there. Uh, but yeah, just search Hudson Moore wherever you want to find me, and I'll be there. And thank you guys so much for uh, letting me talk to you guys today. It's been really fun. I appreciate it. And uh, to all you guys listening, thank you guys. Go check out my new music. Got lots of new music out. So thank you very much. That's great. And you know, we really um, enjoyed having you on the show today, and we definitely look forward yeah. to having you back down the road and maybe a video one then. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. Sounds good. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. Thanks. Bye.